to today's episode of Jazz Beats, your number one podcast for jazz news and entertainment. Here are your hosts, Jackson and Tyson. Hey everybody, welcome back to Jazz Beats. Uh, this is going to be part two of the John Abzi interview, the original jazz bear. Um, so stick around to the end of this interview. This is one of the funnest episodes we've ever done, so I hope you enjoy it and get ready for part two. Here we go. I wanted to ask you, and, and it's it's been on my mind for a few years now, and I, I reached out to some people and asked them, what kind of questions do you want me to ask um, today? What happened? I don't know if you've shared this a whole lot or if people have asked you much, but 2018 comes, the season starts, and the Jazz start without you as the bear. Are you... What tell us? Tell us a quick story of of what went down. I feel like the news articles were very vague to a, details. A difference in creative directing, I think, was yeah. the article. A lot of the phrasing they used. with management as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, so if you're comfortable telling a little oh, bit yeah, of that okay. story, no, you guys, I would love to hear it. And I'm going to be straight up, and, and and people talk about it all the time, and and I don't care. Is the the whole team changed when Larry died? It really did. Larry was the glue in that in that organization, super loyal, and you know, uh, was just he really was he was the glue, and um, you know, and I know people have their own take, but that was my take. I mean, Larry always treated me great, like I told you before. I was able to call him, and I remember one time at finals, you know, he I saw him over in the corner watching because we were practicing skiing down the stairs, and we we're trying to figure out how to do it because I kept wrecking and because it was hard on the metal. You know, blah, blah, blah. And Larry came over and spent the next hour <laughs> working with us. Helping you helping out. Helping us <laughs> ski down the stairs. I mean, that's the kind of guy he was. You know, another story is I remember we had a birthday party. We, uh, it was me and five other mascots were waiting for the uh, uh, van to come down and pick us up. And Larry walked out and I entered and he's like, hey, and I go, hey, Larry, how you doing? Let me introduce you to these guys. And he's like, hey, throw your stuff in my car. I'll give you a ride. And I'm like, Larry, I go, there's so much stuff. It won't fit. No, I got a big trunk. And, I'm like, <laughs> and, I was just, and my the other mascots were looking at me like, that was your that's owner? That's your owner? I know. And I'm like, yep, that's Larry. But I mean, so when, when he passed, um, it's just, and I understand. I mean, the whole organization just got, you know, little Kitty Wampus and a lot of big changes happened after that. things that we've never seen in the franchise. And I say this every time I go out when I speak at, you know, we have conferences for the mascots and stuff. And then if I go out and speak on the road and stuff, I'm always telling people, I don't care how, you know, confident you are with your job position. We're all one management change away from being let go. And that's exactly what it really, really what it came down to. There was just a management change that, that just, I, I buck the system. I mean, you can kind of tell with what I was saying is I, I, I beat to my own drum and they didn't like that. And, and there was a certain manager and his name was Jeremy and Castro and, and I just, <laughs> if you can only see what I just did off her. <laughs> but I remember, I mean, you know, when he's coming around and he's like, you know, I'm, you know, the bulldog and I'm the hammer and this, and, and, you know, he, 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 you know how they always say there's leaders and there's bosses and he was a boss. And, and the first time I ever walked into his office, he's like, I'm so excited that I get to manage you because you're going to make me look good. And I was like, well, what, what do you mean by that? You know, I was like, that makes no sense. But I figured it out after a while. And, 
And I think, you know, one of the things, you know, that just kind of shows you where that management was going is I remember they did a survey. We always do surveys. And the survey came back and Bear had a 96% approval rating, which was higher than freaking anything in that organization. Let's go, baby. And third in popularity underneath Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. And about two <laughs> weeks later, I get called in and they want to change the character. And I remember looking at him. And I still have it recorded. <laughs> I've recorded everything with those guys. That's but I remember crazy. I remember sitting there and I'm like, well, what do you mean you want to change? And he's like, you know, sometimes change is good for the sake of change. And I said, I don't think so in this case. And um, I just remember asking him, I'm like, well, you know, what do you want me to be? And they told me what they wanted me to be. And it was basically a pat your head and shake hands kind of guy that they didn't want me doing stunts. No more motorcycle and all this stuff. And I remember just going, oh, my hell, this is completely idiotic. And that's when the whole demise was coming down. Yeah, no, and I, I saw the end of the road right there. So, Wow. Like you talked about the buzz that you got when you felt the crowd interacting with you on those stunts and those situations, those plays or whatever. I mean, you'd never get that back. You know, you'd have to do it and feel restrained, which would be like, I mean, you're already restrained in a costume, but now you're restrained in how you can express it. That, oh, would, be, that would be tough. It, well, it's hard because I was just being me out there. You know, I was out there just literally having fun, you know, and hanging out yeah. and appreciating the fans because, like, my appreciation was the fact that the fans actually embraced the character because it could have been a flop. Look at Gritty. You know, I mean, well, Gritty actually turned out good, but the fans at the first time, they didn't like him. The right. mascot, you know who I'm talking about? The mascot. Which for, one's gritty? For the Philadelphia Flyers. Okay. And and they didn't like him at first, you know? And, I mean, there's a lot of other characters in the league, like when I travel and stuff, and, or when I was, and the, the fans weren't really, you know, hip on their character. I was just fortunate that the fans embraced me, and, and it just, I mean, and then just, you know, now that I look back, though, it was a blessing. It really was. Um, because I sit and talk to the mascots in the league now, and it is just completely different. Like everything that I did back then is so controversial. It's not going to happen today. It's not going to happen in today's world. Well, it makes me feel bad for like kids, especially the kids and the youth and not being able to grow up the way I did. I'm kind of selfish in that, but that the bear was, was a lot of the reason you went to games and to, to see these interactions with the fans and, and maybe get one of your, yourself one time. And it's like, that was fuel to get to the games as much as the game was at, at a certain age, you yeah, know. Well, he was number three in popularity exactly. behind our two all-stars. And that I mean, was that's recent. Incredible. That's a recent survey. That wasn't 30, 20 years ago. That was... Where's that survey now, John? <laughs> What's his percentage? Yeah. <laughs> I would love to, I'd love to know. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, and a great example is just like, you know, what's happening right now is, you know, like, and I don't know why, but... They, they got rid of the entertainment. You know, I mean, they, they fired the dunk team. They fired the stunt team. Yep. Now it's just, you know, which the dancers are amazing. Um, you know, back when the, you know, the new bear started, they, they, I, they really did. They tried to like, okay, you know, it's going to be the same, but it wasn't. So they ended up bringing in four other guys. So there was like technically five of them trying to do what I just did, you know, which is great. But to me, you know, the, the credibility of the character and the, my connection with the fans was because, like, when I got hurt, there was no backup. Uh, you know, like, when Carl Malone got hurt, there wasn't a backup. I mean, there was, but it wasn't another Carl. It wasn't Carl. It was just somebody else, you know. But, you know, like, like, and an example and, and why the team supported me that I got to tell the story is I remember when I had my first major injury, I blew my knee out in 01, and I sat there and went, 
well, hell, what's going to happen <laughs> when I can't, I'm going to have a knee surgery and I, I can't work all season, you know? So I sat there and thought, and I called Rod Zundel and I said, hey, so I just blew my knee out. Come to the hospital. <laughs> and, I and I literally laid in the bed with my head, bare head on, you know, and he, and he made the story, you know, that I, and I remember I got called in and got in trouble for that because they're just like, well, now what are we going to do? But I did the whole season in a leg brace and on crutches and in a wheelchair. And that was like the start. And then yeah. I remember, you know, some other mascots copied that. And, um, but that is really when the, the team was just like, you know, it's actually better because the credit, you know, like when people show up, granted, I'm not doing crazy, stupid stuff. I mean, I flew in some other mascots, but when they're like, oh my hell, there is only one guy that's, you know what I mean? You look at some colleges and they have nine guys or six guys doing the character. But when you see that, you know, he is, you know, he can be hurt, but they're not going to swap him out. You know, yeah. that adds considerable credibility to the 100%. program and a connection. Absolutely. You know, it's like, no, I know the bear. Like it's one person. It's not five different guys. Is that common for other mascots in the NBA? Like they have three or four guys running the same uniform? No. Um, in, in some of the other leagues there is, but in the NBA, it's pretty much the one person. Okay. Every now and then you'll have a guy that, is their backup for appearances. But when you see them at a game, it's them. Okay. Does that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah. But you'll have appearances where they'll have a backup. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, well, I wish we had, I wish we had all day to talk to you. I, I absolutely love this, but what I've learned today talking to you about and is a lot about trust. I feel like, and, and the ability that the organization had to trust you and your ideas and your, your, physical ability as well went went huge and i think that's something we can all learn is 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 trust the people trust the experts i feel like and and you don't always know better than the people that are doing it and so i I love your story and i love hearing that that's what caused your success is is other people trusting in you to be you and that's really all you did at the end of the day and i i love that oh thanks you know and, and and like you said is in organizations, it's like you, you hired people for a reason. Right. You know, just, just let them do their, their job. And if they do screw up, well, then you step in. But, you know, you, you know I agree. And, and, and honestly, is, you know, I, I can't thank all the people, you know, in the 90s and stuff. And, you know, the, the managers that came after Grant that, that were decent, that, that were amazing, actually, that, you know, after Grant that uh, helped me, you know. I remember... I mean, in an example is I remember Craig Sanders, one of the managers, uh, I got a call and he's like, John, come up to my office. And I was just like, oh, hell, you know what I mean? You know, I'm like, now what did I do? And I remember I get up there and he's on the whiteboard and he's drawing and dude, he planned out. He goes, I woke up at three this morning and I know what we're going to do to retire you. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) and I seriously sat this all unfold and it was amazing. Like. You know, the way he had it planned out, I'd have been able to do it till I was 65. And it was so epic, you know. And and when you get those managers, you know, those guys that, that really see the vision and yeah. it's not about them and it's about, you know. The impact. The, the yeah. It's about the fans, the team, yeah. the organization. It's for, for everything sure. outside and it's not about them. The, the amazing things happen, you know. But uh, no, man, I mean, there, there's just so many stories and so many fun things that that happened that you know i i I need to write a book (laughs) yeah i would buy that book two questions for you really fast jazz are playing tonight do you turn on the tv do you do you dial in and watch a game (laughs) straight up i have never watched jazz game 
since 2018. Oh, oh man. That kind of breaks my heart a little bit. My soul just left my body, but it's back. Okay, other question. Do you miss it? Do you miss being the bear, or do you love your new venture, your new businesses, your new impact in life? Love it. You know, um, believe it or not, I think that uh, I enjoy being able to, okay, I had a great vehicle to be able to help out with charities. You know, I had a vehicle that I could go out and I could really make an impact with the community. I had, you know, I could, I could make a difference. I could say, Hey, you know what? And write a note and be like, you guys come to a game or I could go out and haul kids out onto the court and give them, give them an experience that nobody else gets, you know? And those are the things that I love about that. Um, Now that I'm out of suit though, I love being able to show up to an appearance or to an appearance, listen to me, uh, to a charity event and be able to actually meet the kids, meet the parents, talk to them, see kids that I've seen for 10 years at charity events and go over and say, hey, you know, what are you doing? Like, you know, I, I love that. Um, so, you know, I, and, and I never want to lose that. I, I, I really, 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 I, I still feel blessed and, and, I, and I still want to give back and I still want to make an impact because I'm telling you, man, what, you know, you get one life and and if I'm stepping out of this life, I want to know that I made an impact on this church or on this church, on this world. And there's a big footprint. And the other thing that I always say is I go, when I die, I want to know that I have a full church. You know, I go, that to me is success. That to me, I don't need to be a millionaire. I don't need to, to have any of that. I go, my success is knowing that I made a difference in other people's lives. And you know, the, Another thing that I, the only thing that I wish I could change is I wish I was a, so like, you know, I I feel like, you know, the, the character was a a good character. It was, it was, you know, very well-respected character and it was, it was great in the mascot world, but I wish I was a great father and a good mascot. Does that make sense? Yeah. Some balance. Or the. The, the job took me away from my kids and my family and my wife so much that I, I miss that. And, and, you know, if I could ever say anything to anybody is I know you think you're doing everything for your business and it's going to, you know, I'm doing this for the family and I want to be successful at this. The most important thing in the world is being successful for your kids and being there for them. Because when I, you know, I remember I was out on doing a road show because I was doing about 40 road shows, including the 40-some-odd home games. And I remember my wife called Sean, and she just goes, do you know what your middle daughter just asked, which is Sydney? And I go, what? And she goes, she asked if you still lived here. And that was kind of a turning point for me. But it had already been a little too late, I think. And, I mean, if you think about it, everybody thinks that your job's going to appreciate you. Your job's going to be that. Nope. Dude, I'm serious. I've talked to so many people lately. I mean, Big Buddha, Ron Duncan. Al, Al Handy, you know, from uh, 101, all of them, that they'd been doing it for 20 plus years, just like me. And then all of a sudden one day they're like, hey, thank you. There you go. And you're out the door and there's no hugs, pats on the back, thank yous. They're just, you're done. But your kids and your family will always be there. They're the ones who are going to be by your bed. They're the ones who are going to be there when you're sick. That job isn't. So it, I just, I wish, I wish I would have realized that sooner and would have just taken that extra time and motivation and energy that I thought was helping the team and helping everything and put it into my family. If that there there that's my whole speech right there. That's amazing. That just just so you know, it's it's never too late and I think you're doing a it sounds like you're doing great as far as since realizing that. So 
that's awesome. And just from all of us, and I can I can speak for Jazz Nation and the entire community that they have, we appreciate you, and we appreciate your family and their willingness to sacrifice a little bit of you for us. And you have made a difference, and that footprint is gigantic. I can guarantee you. So we thank you. And Tyson's nodding. I know he could say the we'll same. We'll be at thing. the church. <laughs> thank you you know but it, it, swear to god there'll be confetti cannons coming out of the coffin no so joke right we stopped done. to get silly string yep. before this interview we were gonna douse oh, you serious? but we could not find any <laughs> <laughs> I just, no i love my silly string do you know how many cans i used to buy a year <laughs> I, I don't even want to guess uh, six thousand no oh way gosh. and then halfway through the year in 40 40 games you go through 6,000. Oh, more. I mean, that's crazy. I, I'd start out with six, and then I bet you by the end of the year when playoffs were coming up, I'd have to order more. That's we, we incredible. Used, there was a skit that we did one time, and we literally handed out over 350 cans of Silly String in one section. I don't know if you guys saw this. Doused someone? And doused two San Antonio fans. <laughs> what? Yep. Silly String stocks have plummeted since you retired. Yes, <laughs> they have. <laughs> hey everybody who listens thank you so much for tuning in today um we've been here with john abzi the original jazz bear and we can't thank him enough for being on john we would love to have you on any other time any day of the week so we may be reaching out to you in the future to hear some more of these stories anytime Dude, you guys seriously it's, it's they're not all not all made for tv <laughs> that's okay <stories>. too. <laughs> but they're funny Thanks, everyone, tuning in. As always, this is Jazz Beats. I'm Jackson. This is Tyson. See you later, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs>